You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Get ready for a frenzy. Bring them out, bring them out. The Fantasy Frenzy. Studio 34 in Midtown Manhattan. This is the Fantasy Frenzy on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Alongside Matt Modica, Wall Street, and the all-in kid, Jake Seeley, I am Greg Sussman, filling in for CP, the Fantasy Executive, Corey Parson. Gentlemen, what's going on? What's up, Matt? Good morning. It's here, baby. It is here. Just like, you know, the countdown to hours has begun. Absolutely. Well, if it's, what hour are we on then if the countdown to hours has begun? Uh, I'm doing the math in my head, but, you know, let's see, 48, you know, probably like 72. I don't know, extra 60. All right. Sure. Sounds about right, right? Yeah, yeah. So, give it to you. Absolutely. Jakey, Jakey, what's happening with you, buddy? Uh, I'll try to figure it out, too. Well, we got, so it's actually, what, 56? Sunday. Yeah, 56. No, less than that, right? Well, it's 10 o'clock no, now. Ten o'clock now. Right, so twenty-four yeah. for Saturday, and then twelve thirty-six plus six is forty-two. What did you say, Matt? How many did you say? Sixty. Well, then I moved it down to fifty-six. Forty-two plus two more is. Uh, you're close. It's four, It's about fifty-four, fifty-five. All right. Depending all right. on what time kickoff is. <laughs> Very well done, Matt. Well done off the top. Of all right. Actually, I think I'm right though. If we do forty-eight hours from now, it's ten a.m. Sunday. Right. And eight hours. 50. That's fifty-six. Yeah, yeah. You're right. You were definitely right. Like 56 and a half, like 630, right? It's like 618. We'll give it to you. That was pretty damn good. It was. I was going with the pre-show, but okay. The pre-show starts already, so I think we're we're done with that. I think Bob Costas is doing his own pre-show from home. No, I'm just thinking, like, (laughs) you get people over the house at, like, 5 o'clock. That's, like, like, the festivities. You know, everybody's getting, getting, you know, nobody waits till, like, 630 to the dot. Yeah. Yeah. But you're right. I agree with that. That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, first I have the official count. If you want that, too, Greg, you want to guess? You want to take a quick gander and guess how many there are? How many what? Oh, pop. Wait, guessing. you you counted pop dolls during the break? Yeah, I counted during the break. All right. Matt, how many? Can you move over to there. the side, Jake, please? Thank you. How many of those things are there? Do you have any more that aren't on that rack? No, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle doesn't count, only the Funkos. Okay. Only the Funkos count. I'll go with 27. Well, keep moving. Right. Move over again. No, no, you know, I don't want to give you too much time to count. He's counting them. I don't know. 47. No. How many did you say, Matt? 27. Uh, Greg beat you out on being closer. It's 38. Well, closer I was going to go with sweetness, Walter Payton, and say 34. But then I, it looked like there wasn't that many. It wasn't as many as that. But hey. That's uh, 38. I didn't get Greg, a chance yes, on Greg to sit here and count. And you have what? Right, wait, 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 the rock right here. Old school, the rock with the sunglasses and the. Oh, up there, wolf. yeah, yeah, the rock. Is that AJ Styles near him too? Is that AJ? Yeah, AJ Styles, Jericho, and the rock. You'll appreciate that. The Jericho one doesn't really look like Jericho at all. The AJ, the AJ one looks good though. Actually, Jericho looks like it's, it's. They mixed it. They had the list of Jericho, but they had the old goatee like before he was doing the list of Jericho. Oh. So it kind of does. They kind of put the two together. Very confusing. All right, we'll start with the wrestling talk. I'm sorry, Matt. That, that, that's on us. That's, that's my bad. We'll talk about football. It's the Super Bowl. We are here. I want to get Jake's thoughts on all of it. The Patriots, the Eagles, Demory Smith, and everything going down at Super Bowl week. Fantasy Frenzy rolls on and gets started right after this.
Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there, where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. So we're back here on the frenzy, and I had a good question because you read something. Um, I had read it uh, last night. Now, I was just reading it now. In regards to Teddy Bridgewater, as I was saying on Roto Experts, you have a bunch of these press conferences and whatnot that take place all, all week long. And Rick Spielman's out there uh, in Minneapolis, of course, the, the home city of his Minnesota Vikings, and he's talking about what's going on. And he brought up Teddy Bridgewater. And said, basically, we have to figure out his contract. And we're only, what, what, what do you mean to figure out his contract? He's a, he's a free agent. Well, he might not be. So the Vikings expect him to be a free agent. But because of how much time he spent on the pup list this year, in 2017, his contract may toll over for next year, which would make him play under the same amount he paid under last year, which was about, I think, $1.6 million. He's all like, are you effing kidding me? No way, I'm a free agent. And Rick Spielman, smartly, is saying, listen, this is not us. This is not the Vikings organization. This is not me. This is an NFL decision. This is above us. And he's like, I didn't even need to be on the pup list for that long. I was ready to practice beforehand. I'm good to go. This is not something that is a thing. But we'll see, ultimately, what the NFL decides. There is expected to be clarity coming soon. Of course, free agency begins in about a month. Teddy Bridgewater's lawyers and his agents want this done when free agency begins because the deeper you get into free agency, the more money that is spent and ultimately the less money that there is for Teddy Bridgewater. Your thoughts, Matt? Yeah, it's been so damn confusing. Cause I I thought he I thought they had the opportunity to retain him for one more year. Then I thought he was a free agent. If they can keep him for this one more year, then it works out great for them because I think they do want to see what they have in him. Uh, for the player, I, somebody will take a chance on him. I don't think he's getting a big time deal or anything like that. It's going to be more show me what you can do. So maybe it's a win for for both sides if he stays in Minnesota because I do think Minnesota wants to see what they have. Jakey, Jakey? Yep. I think, look, the Vikings are making the right decision for business sense. I, like, I, right, I honestly think franchising Keenum, if they can't work out a short long-term deal, as in don't give the guy five or six years, right. like two or three years would be nice, and then bring back Bridgewater, 
that's the combination that makes the most sense. You know, Bradford at this point, who knows if his, I keep saying his knee's probably like spaghetti noodles at this point. So if you're looking at it, those are the two that make the most sense. And honestly, the sad part is, as a business decision, if they're in that situation, they're going to take advantage of it. I mean, that's the cruelness of business, the cruelness of sports or whatever it is. And I understand Bridgewater wanted to say, you know, screw you. I, I, I got my free agency. No, don't mess with me like that. And, or at least give me the option. So I understand it's a tough position. But if the Vikings are going to do what that makes the most sense for them, I think that's what it was. They want Bridgewater. We heard it the entire season last year. Mm-hmm. They want. They were trying to find reasons to go to Bridgewater Correct. with Keenum still playing well. So I think they want him. If they can keep him and get him in this kind of, uh, you know, basically an out of the real way of the, the keeping him, not paying him too much, that makes sense for them because they don't have to invest a lot. It was considered a big risk at this point. If I'm Bridgewater, though, I, I definitely understand what, what he's saying and what he wants. I, I would not want to be saddled with that either. Yeah, they, like Jake said, they were looking for every opportunity to put Bridgewater in. I think the main reason they didn't was this veteran team would have went, you know, there would have been dissension in that locker room. I think, and I I think so too. I think Mike Zimmer handled that the best way he could. But it was clear, as Jake pointed out, they they wanted to go back to Bridgewater. Oh, it's clear. He does not like Keenan. Mike Zimmer does not want Keenan. And I I agree with Jake. Like, ultimately, yeah, it would be great if they could franchise tag him or something. Like a two year deal, something like small like that. But I don't think they want Case Keenum. And it's certainly not Sam Bradford. And maybe Bridgewater will be the guy. Maybe he won't. Certainly, if they have him under contract for a million and a half, then, then he'll be the guy. I think the jury's still out there. Uh, and we said earlier this week, Matt, like, outside of Kirk Cousins, the biggest domino that could fall is all of these Minnesota quarterbacks. Where will these guys end up? And maybe we'll have some clarity of that if Teddy Bridgewater's contract does toll over. Sticking with the NFL, you pointed out some of the headlines we're seeing around the NFL this morning. Uh, you go over to Greg Schiano, the man that's supposed to be the next coach of Tennessee until everyone lost their collective minds. Uh, out there in Ohio State, being, being their defensive coordinator, he's got a long history with Bill Belichick. Basically, Belichick always picks Rutgers players because he loves Greg Schiano. Now, the defensive coordinator position, it's open in New England. Many people thought, Jake, that Brian Flores would be promoted to be the defensive coordinator, but that may not be the case, as it looks like Belichick will interview Schiano after the Super Bowl. Of course, he could have texted him at any point and, and talked to him at any point. It's one of his good friends about this position. So I don't know about the whole interviewing him after the Super Bowl. That seems very official for two guys that have been long-time friends. What do you think about the rumors of Shiano to New England? I think at this point it kind of makes sense. You know, obviously we saw the fact that he failed before, but now he's still respected as a defensive mind, and there's a lot of people that still love what he's doing, especially over at Ohio State. So it makes sense to me. I, I'm kind of with you. I don't understand why they have to wait until after the Super Bowl to interview him because there's no time, there's no situation. Like the reason we're waiting on all the news and potential looking at the the Filipino or I was about to say Deal Filipino again. <laughs> I can never get his last name right. I don't know why I want to always say that. But the Deuce Staley, all this stuff from the Eagles, they're all reasons because they're in the Super Bowl. I don't understand why they just don't move along and say, all right, well we know McDaniel's and everybody's leaving and Patricia's leaving. So we're hiring Shiano. There, there's your news. Uh, so, But I think it makes sense. It definitely makes sense. He's got the ties, as you said, to Belichick in the past. I think for Shiano, this is something he needs. I know he's doing a, the job he's doing at Ohio State, but we saw... But we saw, you know, what happened with Tennessee. You know, the the campus crazies went nuts, and he didn't get that the job. The job offer was rescinded. If he goes to the Patriots, you know, and, and is able to do a good job, build that build that up to there. You see, you have the Ohio State that, and I think it's more needed for him than anything. And I think I think that's fair um, as well. I, I think even if he doesn't get this job in in New England. 
I think the fact that right, Belichick's talking about him, Belichick has this clout. He's trying to just get Seattle back in a good light. And it wouldn't be outside of Belichick's realm to his good friend, Seattle, right? Try to help him out. If he can get out of this cloud of dust at Tennessee or that he had with Rutgers, with Tampa Bay specifically, then at Ohio State, build up their reputation in New England, then maybe he can go and get a job somewhere, right? Like, we all thought after this Tennessee debacle, Seattle's career was done. You go to New England, you have some, some success as a defensive coordinator. You could, do, you could ultimately probably find yourself another job well, It's somewhere. like the Shermer. It's all those, it's all the yeah. guys who are trying to, the McDaniels, they're trying to get back. You know, you failed the first time. You come back. You have some success, and people are willing to give you another chance. Yeah. Exactly. And I think, you know, I think Shiano, for whatever reason, has even more heat on him than than, than even a guy like Pat Shermer. Like, I know Pat Shermer was boring and not fun. It was like a brown stink. Like, I don't really understand... I don't understand necessarily the Seattle hate in Tampa. Yes, it didn't work, but I don't know. I mean, for Shermer, I mean, it's, it's the Browns. Once again, we kind of mentioned that previously. But look what he's done with these. Look what he was able to do with Foles. Look what he was able to do with uh, Keenum. And I think the Giants needed to go on the offensive side as opposed to the defensive side. I, I, I'm totally cool with that. Hey, Jake, one, one last story before we hit the break. Manish Meadow reported that before the Eagles traded Ronald Darby away, uh, I'm sorry, oh, yeah. sorry, before the Eagles traded for Ronald Darby, first asked by Howie Roseman, well, let me get McCoy back. <laughs> yeah, this good story, funny, and I'm sure the initial response was just what I did. It was just laughed. It just said, okay, yeah, sure. All right, let's get reason. Let's get serious. Now, this is like, you know what? Honestly, you should be happy this isn't like a fantasy league, and the person just said, screw you, I'm not dealing with you anymore with that stupid offer. Yeah, that's probably what would have happened in a fantasy league. But you know what? what if you read the tea leaves, right? Buffalo was kind of just clearing house. They tried to get rid of all these veterans, get all these picks. It doesn't hurt to ask, Matt. It, it, it never hurts to ask, but, you know, it is what it is. Yeah, it, it is what it is. That that, that probably wasn't happening. LeSean McCoy, still a member of the Buffalo Bills. Who do you think their quarterback will be next year, Jake? Oh, I, I don't think we have any idea. It's not going to be Tyrod Taylor. No, I, obviously I, not. The problem is, is where they're at in the draft unless they make a trade. It, it's, unless they're going to draft Mason Rudolph late in the first round, I don't know if they're going to get their answer to start immediately at quarterback, and I don't know that Mason Rudolph is ready to start immediately. He's probably as complete as any quarterback is going to be in this draft, but at the same time, eh, there's still some flaws that he's... I Put it this way, at, at the NFL level, I don't think he's ever going to be a top 12 quarterback, so that's the question there. So now you got to jump into the free agency. I don't think they're a legitimate player for Kirk Cousins, so now you look at the rest, and is it going to be, well, is the Vikings don't resign or hold on to Keenum? Maybe it's somebody like him. I think it's going to be interesting. I think the Bills are the most confusing one of all of what they're going to end up with. Let's get some wide receivers and some talent on the outside. And go oh, there was, you're not going to like this, Matt. There was a report yesterday that said that they might be happy with what they have. Yeah, no, right I, I saw that. No just, way. If that's the case, then screw this front office as well. Yep. Keep, they were saying keep Benjamin. Yeah, keep exactly it. what they have. Deontay Thompson can step up. Zay Jones can step up. And they keep. had this whole depth with Holmes and all this type of stuff. It was just Keeping Sammy E. Watkins would have been the move. I mean, really. It's just it's the, the stupidity. I'm hoping that's just somebody making a, you know, clickbait. I hope, I, I hope so, too. Um, Matt will never, ever forgive the Bills training Sammy Watkins. It just didn't make sense <laughs> with Tyrod Taylor there. Tyrod Taylor threw the deep ball to the guy. I mean, I, I don't get it. I just don't get it. Jordan Matthews was who we had to get, and they were so desperate for that. Desperate. 
Desperate. We give up. Dar- you know, we could. I think we could do better for Darby as well. Yeah. All right. We're gonna take a break here. When we come back, I wanted to just talk one baseball thing because uh, Jake made a pick in this mock draft, and uh, I'm one pick away. And we I was just more than one. <laughs> With Jake made one pick in the mock draft, I'm one pick away from him, and I was like deciding between two guys. Last round, they're both there. This round, Jake made this decision. I'm hoping the other guy gets back to me. I want to tell about that when we come back here on the Friends. Have you ever wanted to have a fantasy expert in the palm of your hand? Or better yet, in the pocket of your khakis? Well, check it out. Now you can. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Download it now to your phone. We promise no weird viruses, no strange tracking things. Just 24 hours a day, seven days a week of pure fantasy knowledge dropping all over your head. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Stop being a weirdo and streaming it online. Get it on your phone. Take it with you everywhere you go. When you are doing your Super Bowl boxes, you do it at Fantasy Factor. They're giving away $2,500 in cash and prizes, and it is completely free to enter. Remember, Fantasy Factor is the perfect daily fantasy site for the casual recreational player. Flatter prize pool, smaller field, single entry contests only. Fantasy Factor runs NHL and NBA free rolls each and every week. They're free to enter, so sign up today at www.fantasyfactor.com. We pause the Super Bowl conversation for one moment to uh, bring up fantasy baseball. Jake, we have this mock draft that's taking you forever, and it's a mock draft. I know. I complained last night, Matt. That's why when I was asked, I I declined. I I complained to get it down to five hours for a clock. I wanted it to be at like one or two. Right. So I complained last night. I was like, listen, can we get this lower than than five hours? He's like, I think we can only do four. I go, I want two. Give me two hours. You don't want to pick. You don't want to pick. I don't care. It's a mock. That's why I don't do mocks. Yeah. So instead, I was I was told that you know no. I basically I was told no, and I go we're we're around like seven oh, seven days in. It's insane. I mean, I'm getting very angry. <laughs> very very angry. Anyway, Jake, you pick eight in this draft. I'm not going to go over the teams. Like I'll do that next week when we're doing all baseball content. Um, next but, week, next month at this rate. Next week we'll do well. Well, not yeah. I meant I meant read the time Agreed, yeah. but this is like I said. This is round seven. You grab shortstop Xander Bogarts um, with your pick here, and yeah. as I kind of said, I was considering him and Didi Gregorius last round. I thought both were. Uh, that's kind of where the shortstop um, tier kind of ended for me. That right. I thought those two guys were there, and I was like, oh, you know, I really like both these guys. I'm not sure which direction I want to go in. And I do like one of them, but instead, I needed another outfielder. I, I took Ryan Braun because uh, Matt likes Ryan Braun, so I took Ryan. I took Ryan Braun, and now as I'm looking, as it comes back toward me, I'm like, oh my god, both these guys are still there. That's kind of cool. You just gra- you grab Xander Bogarts, and I'm like, all right, if Didi's there for me, I can grab him theoretically uh, if I want him. But I couldn't decide which one. So how did you? 
It really came down to I can see going either way, but at this point, look how many times have you said it already, and we'll be doing it for the next two months. Is that finding twenty home runs? Like you almost need twenty home runs at this point. I You're don't right. think Bogart. I don't think Bogarts is going to hit twenty home runs. Let me make that clear. But when it came down to the two of them, if you look at it, similar averages. Uh, you look at what I like to – I usually combine runs and RBI until I get to the point in the draft of where, you know, maybe I'm lacking in one of the two categories. When I talk about players, five categories, I like to combine the two because, you know, you talk about, well, he gets 90 and 70. Well, this guy gets 75 and 85 or this guy. Like, combine. So, so they're both around 160 to 170 in, those, in that range. And right. then I go down to the steals. And that's where I'm looking at – I get steals out of Bogarts. I get mid-teens. You're getting almost nothing from Didi. Correct. And so – so now I also look at the fact that if Bogarts can bounce back just a little bit, get back to the mid-18 home runs, I don't even need him to get to 20. The fact is, is that lineup where he hits as well, he's going to probably get back to 180, 190 combined runs and RBIs, where Didi is still going to stay in that 160 to 170 range. So I get about 20 more runs and RBIs, and I get the extra 12 to 15 steals, and that's really where the difference came out. If you want to go DD, I don't have a problem with that, but I already have a good amount of power on my team because especially I started off with Stanton that I wanted to get that little bit of boost of steals. Makes sense to me. I mean, I, I'm a fan of so DD and all that, but I would have went Bogarts here. Yeah. Bogarts suffered a wrist injury in that second half. Yep. I, I don't think he's, uh, you know, he, he hit 21 like a couple of years ago, but mm-hmm. I don't think that's really his game. Uh, I agree with you. You want the fifteen fifteen guy here. He has the better opportunity to, to do that. And so I would have went with uh, Bogarts as well. Now, this is what, a 15-team, seventh round? This is a 15-team, seventh round. So it's like about pick 100 circa around. He was 98 or so. This was pick 98, exactly. Bogarts was pick 98. <laughs> I am good at math. You are, you, clearly, that's, you're that's, showing that's, it today. This is, this is where his job came from. I mean, this is the reason he was good at it. <laughs> so pick, is that, does that make sense where Bogarts and Gregoria should go? Yeah, I think Bogarts is going inside the top 90, like right inside there right now the last couple of weeks. Look, like... Like Jake just pointed out, he's on the Red Sox. Look, he's on the Yankees. Okay, granted with that. But I, I agree. If, if Depending upon your roster construction, if at a time you're low on runs or you need RBI, you can, you can finagle that way. But the power is abundant. Yes, you need it. But at some point, you need stolen bases. And if you can get a guy that can go 15-15, not a lot of guys are doing that. So, I mean, I, I, it's, I, I know we're all just hung up on power. But 15-15, what... A guy that can hit 300. That's pretty damn good. Now, a question that I have for you, Matt, and I, I don't know the answer to this. How common is it for one's average and BABIP to be the same? Does that mean anything? Uh, I mean, it depends on certain players. So I mean, I'm going to use Didi as the example. Bat, batted 287, because he doesn't run, right? He batted 287, the BABIP was 287. Is there anything to take away at all, or is that just a funny coincidence? I mean, what's his uh, batted ball profile? I got a, you know, I got so many damn guys in my head, I'd have to know what the batted ball profile is. Is he is he hitting a ton of ground balls? Is he hitting... Look, if you're a ground ball... If you... Like an Eric Hosmer it should have a higher BABIP. He's going to hit over 50% ground balls. Christian Yelk, same thing. A fly ball hitter is not going to have... As good of a bat because he's hitting fly balls and home runs don't count. Home runs aren't getting entered into the equation. So last year was Didi Gregorius's high in fly ball percentage of his career at forty three point eight percent. It looks like he's making an adjustment there. I always like what I like to look at is what is the career BABIP 
versus what that player did last year. I mean, if it's like, say the guy had a 300 Babbitt throughout his career, and he has a 351 last year, that's telling you it's, it's, it's a bit of an outlier. Well, Unless well, something has changed in his approach. His career average is 288. It was 287 last year, the Babbitt. So it's pretty, yeah, it's pretty much in line. Uh, everything he did last year, Jake, is, is you know, kind of what you could project for this year, I think. But I was just wondering, you know, how often is it that we see the Babbitt literally the same as the average? Is that a coincidence, or is that something that's, like, interesting? I think it's more interesting and somewhat nice. of a coincidence. And not, uh, it's the fact that, no, I mean, it's just <laughs> I don't think that's going to be anything that you normally see, though. But it's just, it's, it's, it's interesting, that's for sure. All right, I'll, I'll take that. I mean, if they move Didi in the lineup, like, say, Didi somehow was batting second or something like that. Right. And he was in front of, say, Judge and Stanton. Everything changes. That's a, that's a big thing. Is he batting uh, fifth? Is he batting sixth? Where, where the lineup that the Yankees are going to put out, the, the consistent one, is something I don't think we really know. I would kind of have Judge batting second yeah, right now. Yeah, you've been now. saying that all week. I think, you know, for him, that would be more appealing for me. So I think you'll see, you know, you're going to have to pitch to him more. So you're still going to have to pitch to him regardless. Let's be honest. But I just think, you know, I just don't like that price. I don't want to pay his price. I, I love watching him play. I don't want to pay Judge's price. Uh, and, th- and that and that's completely, completely reasonable here. Um, I want to, I do want to throw this at you. Not baseball related anyway, but I thought it was funny. Did you guys see the Jeopardy clip last night? Amazing. Amazing. Yeah. Uh, we actually, it's funny that it blew up when it did because I brought it up during On Target with Tony because it was oh. right before that. I, I saw it on Twitter right before. Somebody tweeted it out. Oh, it was like, two nights around, ago. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So that's what it happened. It happened two nights ago. Gotcha. Somebody tweeted it out finally yesterday afternoon around five. Tony and I were talking about it. Actually, with Scott Bogman as well. We went through the questions, and obviously they both knew all of them. So it actually was before five o'clock because Bogman was only on till five. And I thought it would start blowing up right then. But as you said, nobody was really talking about it. All of a sudden, it just took off at like eight, nine o'clock last yeah, night. that's why I thought now, it was last night's recent, episode. This is a recent show. Recent show. Two episodes ago. Two episodes yeah. ago. So it's back from the... No, no, no. Oh, this so is from... They uh, literally... They yeah, have so many... Tape, yeah, they have so many episodes in the can, like through April. So the only, the only thing that got pushed back. Yeah. I know they do like the you know, a bunch of shows every day and all that. But I was just I was just hoping for his sake. He was, you know, I mean, look, they, they're they're smart people, and obviously smart people, you know, like they don't pay attention to sports. Sometimes I could give them a pass on the Landry and the Purple People Eaters, but the other ones had like. Like audio clues in there in the question where it's like, come on, take a stab at it. Yeah, I mean, it's for like us, it's like we we can't believe that. Like I, I just said, I'm good at math, but you start throwing in like a cosine or a tangent, I'm, that's where I get lost. So certain people, certain things yeah, that would seem evident and obvious, mm-hmm. but it still was fun. And the way that Alex Beck handled it was what really made Amazing. Savage. That was the best part. Amazing. <laughs> uh, you know what was also interesting, not Jeopardy related, but Game Show related. You know, you talk about how they tape a ton of these in one mm-hmm. day. And it's probably about a week at a time where you tape. Ten episodes on the Sony lot was where they. Uh, that's where they. Used, I assume they still do. I'm sure. I'm sure they do. So we uh, we had a family feud on at some point last weekend, and we had a family feud on. Some family wins, and the next episode airs like immediately following that. Obviously, because there's always 75 family feuds that air in a row. Yes. Yes. Um, so Steve Harvey walks out like a different suit. But all the people that are on the, the family, they're wearing the same clothes. I'm like, come on! You gotta change the clothes! Steve did it! I've, I've noticed that before, too. Yeah. Like, Steve did it? You gotta just change but, the shirt. 
to, to be honest, like Greg, like before I was thinking, like before I was in what we're doing right. and realizing that like what is, and they're probably just filming a couple in a right, row, course, like in my uh, in my mind, because not knowing back in the day, I was like, these people can't bring a change of clothes with them on the trip. <laughs> Millennials would jail Richard Dawson in in this day and age. Why are they? Oh, for the kissing? Going around oh, that's what I said. That's what I said. Well, that was the best part of the damn show. Was he kiss him? No, he was just the kissing, the comments he would make. Oh, it was great. So, yeah. he, would, so he would kiss them, and then when he, when he actually came back and hosted it in the early 90s, he said his wife doesn't allow him to kiss the women anymore. That was a thing. Probably also can't do that. That was like his trademark. So I know it was like, his why, trademark. Why, why, Steve Hardy, why, no, I'm Steve Hardy come doesn't back. like people touching him. Steve Hardy doesn't, uh, he does not like people touching him. Yeah. People have asked, and he's like, no. Not like people are asked to like you know rub his head for good luck or like he doesn't like to be touched. I wouldn't worry about rubbing my head. Even if I, you know, <laughs> I would not like that. <laughs> You'd be in a chokehold. We'll, we'll be wrestling. <laughs> so there you go. We're gonna take a break here. When we come back, let's break down the Super Bowl, guys. Let's break it down from the statistical point of view. You guys are two of the smartest dudes I know when it comes to this. I want to hear the statistical breakdown of why either the Patriots are gonna win or the Eagles are gonna win. Well, I already know where, where Matt comes in. I don't know where Jake comes in. So that, that doesn't make it fun. Uh, we'll try to figure out not just who's going to win, but why they're going to win, how they're going to win, and what's it's gonna, what it is going to be. The Super Bowl is on Sunday. We break it down when we come back. The Frenzy is live on FNTSY. If you're playing daily fantasy basketball on DraftKings or FanDuel this NBA season, you need to sign up for Daily Roto. Built by a team featuring millionaire maker winners and live final champions, Daily Roto's customizable projections, podcasts, strategy guides, and lineup optimizer will help you compete with the pros in a fraction of the time. Better yet, you can save 10% off using the promo code FNTSY. So go to dailyroto.com backslash premium to learn more about their product. Here, Eminem probably won't ever perform at the Super Bowl. <laughs> probably, <laughs> probably never. Not. Well, how how was the uh, new album? I've heard it came out today. Oh, it came, dropped today. I've been, with, I've been with you every second of today. I thought it dropped already. I, no, it dropped I was today. hearing bad things about it. Well, this is my plan on my walk home from work today to hit up Spotify. I actually finished my podcast first, and then. Uh, when I, hey, I'll go home my apartment and before I uh, Will hang you out, crank it up in your apartment just to piss your neighbors off? Very loud. It's a Friday. Yeah. No, Very loudly while I crack it up. I'm going to crack open some, some alcoholic beverages while I listen to it. And it'll be good. Okay. Jake, how did the Patriots yeah. win? How or how many? I, I, I literally, <laughs> if the Patriots were to win, <laughs> how yes. would they do it? If they're smart, well, not if they're smart. If they're going to, it's going to be the same game plan they have done in the past. And when it comes to the playoffs, especially the Super Bowl, the uptick 
and attempts for Tom Brady is very clear. And if he's going to do it in this game, you're going to want to get the ball out quick. You're going to get it all fast and go over the middle of the field. Use Gronkowski, use Amendola, use James White at the backfield, maybe even Burkhead at times. And they'll, he'll take shots with Brandon Cooks because Jalen Mills is highly successful. Actually gave up the most touchdowns to opposing wide receivers this year. So that's they, they can attack him in different ways. But you're going to want Tom Brady to get the ball out quick more often than not. So I can see him definitely attempting 40-plus passes as he's done for pretty much every single Super Bowl outside of the Giants. So that's how, that's how you do it. You get Tom Brady out there throwing the ball a lot, throwing it quickly, getting the completions racking up. I mean, uh, if you look at it, he has the record from last year for the most attempts and most completions in the Super Bowl. So that's how they're going to do it, and I think they do do it. That's the strategy for the Patriots. Jake, I want to go back to you because I did this with Matt uh, about an hour or so ago, the best way for the Eagles to win. So what if that, you, you have said, listen, you think the Patriots do do it. You've given us a bit of a strategy. Uh, the, the quick passes, using Brandon Cooks to extend the field, getting him the ball, um, and Brady just doing what has led him to be successful over the last two decades. But on the other side, you have an Eagles team that has been counted out really since the moment Carson Wentz toured that ACL. Nick Foles comes in. I know you liked Nick Foles that week. I remember that. We had the debate of Blake Bortles uh, versus Nick Foles. And Nick Foles destroyed the Giants, as everybody else did. Got, you know, horrible on Monday night against the Raiders. Comes back. Didn't really do much against Dallas. Week off for the playoffs. And then against the Falcons, a game they could have lost. Last week was the game of his life against Minnesota. And now you get New England, the Patriots. Yep. Can Nick Foles make a play? Hey, it's, it's the RPOs. We're calling it run-pass option. We're calling it RPO all of a sudden. I don't know why this started in the last two weeks. Seems, of this being seems the, ridiculous. Yeah, I know. But it's like the RPOs. Look out for the RPOs. <laughs> the fact is they need to stick to that game plan offensively. But it's not the offense that's going to make them win this game because the Patriots have been playing better. I heard the stat that Florio played for the game when, earlier with you guys and all that type of stuff. Is The fact is the Patriots' defense is still susceptible. You can still use JJ. You can still get LeGarrette Blunt in there at the goal line. Keep the RPOs going with Nick Foles, and that's been keeping teams off. Actually, the Patriots do struggle against the read pass option or run pass option. So you look at that, that's fine. They need to do what they do. They just execute on offense. It really comes down to what did the Giants do in their two Super Bowls? What do we know about the Patriots? you got to get after Tom Brady, but you have to do it only rushing for defenders, and that's the biggest thing. Can you get pressure on Brady? Can you limit his offense output? And can you do it with only four, maybe occasionally a fifth, but get that pass rush with the four guys? If not, he's going to shred you and probably complete 30 passes in that game, and you have no prayer because they're going to score 30-plus points and you're screwed. All right, so, Matt, we've talked before about the defense, right? Like, the defense is going to be the key, and Jake's right about that, and so were you before. But what we keep going back to is that this Eagles defense is different at home. They're much better at home. Why? What makes them so much different at home? The crowd cheering? I mean, I, that, I, I don't have the explanation of why home field, you know, why, why pl- they play better at home, why the Vikings were a much better defense at home than when they traveled on the road this season. I mean, maybe it's just familiarity, you know, the fans pumping. I, I don't know. I don't really have that formula or whatever the hell that is. But I mean, the, Jake formula. The, the other thing to consider here is, I mean, can Nick Foles do it again? Can he have another game of his life right. or another? I mean, what, what he did against Vikings, I mean, we can't understate how awesome of a performance that was. And, and even on the road, it's still the, that Viking defense. And when they when. When uh, Rudolph scored that touchdown, I was like, okay, this game is going to be it's gonna be the Vikings, and the, we're going to have the home field Super Bowl for the first time. And 
Wasn't to be. It was not to be. Maybe I'll ask you the question, Jake. Maybe you do have an answer. What made the Eagles' defense so much better at home? Like, why? Like, why would the crowd have any difference there? I don't think it's more of the matchups. If you look at some of the teams okay. that they played at home versus the road, and then it's the home field advantage. I mean, we all know that there's certain teams, the home field advantage. Like we always talk right. about, it, even Kansas City on their worst years, Kansas City is one of the worst places to try and go play. Oakland, even in there, they have no defense, but still they can show up a little bit more just because it's a really tough place to play. Some places are just really tough to play. You have to say Link is probably one of them. And then on top of it, you look at the matchups. There were some more favorable matchups at home than there were on the road, similar to like a lot of these assumptions that people make for other teams as well. So that's part of it. And I just think you put the two together, and that's why you see such a disparaging difference. I think, I think that's reasonable. I think, I think sure. that makes you sense. Know, you know, when you have people pumping you up your home, and, you know, it's just you, you don't have to worry about being on the road, maybe staying out late, or you know, getting yourself into bad things. Definitely. Like we see what happens the night before the Super Bowl Always. on uh, several occasions, oh, yeah. <laughs> which is like bizarre. You would think the one night you would stay in your own I, don't, I don't know. Is it really that bizarre? I, I think so. The one night I would behave would be the night before the big game. What would you do the night of the big game, though, after the game? <laughs> That's not for these <laughs> That would be fun to be in that in that situation. Well, the best was like right, right? the game that the Patriots lost and, and got Gronk didn't play. He was out partying the night of the Super Bowl. That was awesome. He was just on stage with his broken leg, just loving life. Gronk's gonna party no matter what. The funny thing is, as far as matches you parties and then he doesn't drink, that's just it's such a weird. I know, situation. right? He doesn't. He doesn't really drink anymore. Yeah, he's like the. He's like the cheerleader guy. He's like the guy that gets the party started and, and everybody dips else. Out. <laughs> yeah, and he dips out. And everybody else is you know is doing whatever. Whoever is working the lights here in New York City um, for the Empire State Building, they will change whenever the lead changes. So they will go. Really? To, yeah. So uh, going into the game, it'll be lit up. You know, one side green. Uh, the other side. Oh, here, here's one for you, Greg. Then I'll ask you this. All right. Because I asked it for the Super Bowl trivia yesterday, and I did it the day before and on target. All right, let's what do it. Super Bowl? So, what, what Super Bowl team had the longest lead in the Super Bowl? The lo- what, do you, what do you mean by longest lead in the Super Bowl? What does that, what does that question they, mean? They, they were they were winning the, the entire. So they won the Super Bowl, but they had the longest lead, the most time in the lead in the Super Bowl. Uh, they won the Super Bowl. They won the Super Bowl and had the. Had the lead for the longest the amount of time, right? Yep, yep. Uh, the Bucks against the Raiders. I'd say the Ravens. No, no. Oh, really? Seahawks. After the twelve-second safety, they led. Oh, yeah, the game won the Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah, so I was just thinking about that when you said the switch because they could just switch the lights and they wouldn't have to change it for the rest of the game. That's true. Whoever's working there is just like sits there. Right, my job they, they led for fifty-nine minutes and forty-eight seconds of the Super Bowl. That's impressive. It was, that, it was against the Broncos, right? Yep. There you go. I tell you, the, the one cool thing I said to Brian Park years ago, and we were up in one of the suites, and right outside the window was uh, Empire Staple, and that was pretty cool. But otherwise, I mean, who the hell is really seeing the lights when you... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's, it's cool. It's I, cool. I, I, no, I like it that it's cool. I think, you know, what the hell? I mean, what's that guy doing anyway? Is that the first time they're doing this? No, they've been doing stuff. I don't know. This might be the first time well, they're doing it. because they usually every... do it after. Right. This might be the first time they're doing every lead change. Yeah. Uh, how about that? Over, under, one and a half shots of the Empire State Building during uh, the game. I do have to get up there. Under. Under. Have you been up to the Empire State Building? I have been. Which my dad used to work in the Empire State Building. Uh, okay. I've never been really? to the top. I, 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 yeah. yeah. So we worked in the Empire State Building 
uh, for a very long time. Like during 9/11, he was the Empire State Building. It was very, very scary. Well, guy, did you know? Did honestly. you know there's two tops, Matt? You can actually there's you can go to two different levels if you mm-hmm. want. If you if you don't want to go all the way to the right top, yeah, I want to go yeah. all the way up. But it, so did I, that's what I did when I was there. That's the one thing I had never done a few years ago when I was up there for uh, Tout. The very first year I was up there for Tout. I was like, yeah, I got some time to waste. I've never done it before. Speaking of Tout, are you, are you are you coming back for Tout? I'm working on it. <laughs> trying to find the, I might. I, I try. I think I might be staying with Nando, which would help. I'm, try, I, I'm trying to find the funds to be able to afford to come up this year. There you go. Well, Quick question: Is it the first stop where you go outside, and then the second one is not? I think both of you go outside. Okay, I don't know. Bo- both of them. You, you go outside for both of them. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Then I want to just go as high as possible. Yeah, of course. Um, we are, we were able to because my dad worked there. We were able to like cut the like the skyline. We just, oh, you know, we used the, the the business elevators, obviously. He, he worked there. Can't do that now. I didn't do this. I should have did that, but I just never did the Sears building in Chicago when I lived there. So what now I, what did that, it's called something it's else. It's called the Willis Tower now. Willis Tower. We, uh, I did that. I think we did that actually my first day in Chicago. We hit the Willis Tower. So we knew we needed to hit it, right? So we did, I did like a, a river cruise along the Chicago River. We did that, which was cool. That was like, cool. Or the architecture cruise. And then we went from there to uh, Did you stand on the glass? Yeah, I stood on the glass, sure. Did you see that that happened to somebody that while they were standing on the glass it shattered? The crack. No, there, I there did was not. There was crack in it and stuff. Yeah, yeah, there was crack and it did the little, sh- sh- you know, when that, gl- they, that kind yeah. of glass shatters, it is like basically spider webs out. Right, dude. I, you got that person had to have cracked their pants. Yeah, no, I would. Oh my god, I would have. Lost I'd be like, my I need mind. something. I need something for my for my emotional uh... pain. Right. Oh yeah. my god, that was crazy. Oh man, that actually the first day I had in Chicago was awesome. The Willis Tower. We did that cruise, and before that, we like we got we got into Chicago at like ten a.m. By ten thirty, it was online waiting for um, what's the place to open? It's pizza place. Oh, uh, Illuminati's? Not, not Illuminati's. The other one, Gino's East. Yes. Uh, Giordano's. 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 We were online waiting for Giordano's to open, and then we got way too much pizza, and it was disgusting, and yet so glorious at the same time. Yeah, no, it's, it's very good, but yeah. it's very filling. Like, I don't even like, think it's that good. I, I thought it was weak. Luminati's no, I don't know. Giordano's is good, too. You gotta get, I don't know. I like them. Well. Take a break. We wrap up the frenzy. we got a score prediction from Jake. We'll find out what Jake's up to the rest of the weekend when we come back here on The Frenzy. Playing daily fantasy basketball this year? Consider Daily Roto your go-to resource. Whether you play on DraftKings or FanDuel, Daily Roto's customizable projections, podcasts, strategy guides, and lineup optimizer will help you compete with the pros in a fraction of the time. With a team featuring millionaire maker winners and live final champions, there's no better place to get your NBA DFS content. Better yet, you can save 10% using the promo code FNTSY. So go to dailyroto.com premium and learn more about our awesome product. The Frenzy. BFFs is up next. You're damn right I'm on that, too. The morning of Sussman continues. <laughs> Who's also on Target today, Jake, with you? Uh, it's going to be Tony, and then we have Chris Welch for a few seconds. So, on the program will be Chris Welsh, a.k.a. The, the Welsh. It, is it The Welsh? Well, no, it's a.k.a. The Welsh is the thing. His Twitter is, is it The Welsh? Is it The Welsh? Uh, it's... A.K.A. The Welsh. Like, I, I don't know. Why don't we all do that, right? It's Matt Modica, A.K.A. The Modica. <laughs> Lori, I think you're trying to talk to me, but I can't hear anything you're saying. So say whatever you, say whatever you want to say on the air. 
Hey, <laughs> right, silence, right? Are you a silence now? Yeah, of right. course. Oh, I don't know. I thought, I, thought, I thought you were saying something to me. No? All right. All right. Jeez. My f- all, all I said was no. He said something disparaging about Stanford, but we won't repeat that. There you go. Uh, Mike Florio doing a fantastic job producing all morning. Of course, he'll be on the BFFs uh, as well. Okay, Jake, give us your final score for Sunday. Final score is going to be, I will say, 27 to 13. 27 13. I had said earlier 30 to 20. And Matt said, what was your, you changed I said 27 13, then I gave him an extra three. You so. Give, yeah, so you, you, you changed it a little bit. So 27 Somewhere 16. in that range. I, what are you doing? What are you doing the rest of the weekend, Jake? I hope that rings true, though. Outside like of Sunday. Outside, super, yeah. outside of Sunday? Yeah. Uh, I mean, nothing super interesting. Tomorrow I'm going to hang out with my niece and nephew, and then my buddy, because he's buying me lunch, I'm not doing it for free. I'm helping him put some stupid kids' play thing together in his backyard. It sounds invigorating. <laughs> it does, but well, I, I told him I better get something out of this. What kind of lunch is he uh, providing? I don't know, but it better be more than like $4, I can tell you that much. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be great. Get him like a hot dog. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It better, it better be the cheap, the cheap stuff. No, no. What, Even if it's Chick Fil A, I'll take Chick Fil A. What if it's uh, two Whoppers for six bucks? Oh, I don't do. Uh, I don't do <laughs> you, you know he doesn't do that. Are you crazy? What was that commercial? That that commercial was funny. Too uh, too legit for six. It, I, uh, the first time I saw it, Matt, I did not think they were saying six. It sounded like <laughs> too legit for sex. Poops. No poops. Oh, <laughs> and I was like, that, that actually kind of makes sense. That's actually really funny. That, that it is. Really Speaking fun. of food, though, yeah. I didn't even think we, this is a good segue. I didn't think we are going to get this. Did you see that they have new Italian nachos at Olive Garden? Okay. Well, <laughs> see, uh, that's like from <laughs> Papa John's Pizza and calling Olive Garden Italian. Exactly. It is a slight. It is blasphemy. <laughs> I know. I knew, you would, I knew you would get mad about that, Matt. So, yeah, it's Italian nachos. It's got crispy lasagna noodles, sausage, tomato sauce, and it's disgusting looking. Oh my god! Oh my god! Ew! Ew! Gee, you want something like it would be a? Let's all go with sponsors. What would be like an Italian nacho? Would be like mozzarella and carrots. That would be something like that. If you really correct, correct. There's not many things I love more than mozzarella cheese. Oh, oh yeah, no. It's the fresh mutts, lightly salted. Ugh, it is my. If I, I think if I had the one thing the rest of my life, it'd be mozzarella cheese. Is that crazy? I don't think so. I'd like to have no. your pizza. Well, yeah. that'd be helpful, sure. But like, I just, I just love. That's what makes pizza so good. Yeah, of course, of course, lightly salted. Mm. Yeah, we um, my mom for speaking of food, uh, something else we'll put out for our, our Super Bowl on Sunday. My mom for her birthday the last few years has bought. My girlfriend, like cheese of the month club, so all these different cheeses come. Oh, really? her, her first year, she got like one. She got like once every, uh, once every six months, maybe or was a quarter. What, what, I think it was once every quarter. It was every four months. The last year, it was once every three months. She got it. Now she says once every two months that she gets three new cheeses. Uh, most underrated cheese, Manchego cheese, most underrated. Mm, I don't know. Uh, you don't like Manchego? It's, it's fine. Uh, that's very good. Smoked Gouda. Smoked Gouda's good. It's good. There's this Trader Joe's um, uncheddar cheddar. It's unbelievable. It tastes like Parmesan cheddar. It is amazing. Jake, we'll hear you from on Target. Matt, have a fantastic weekend, man. I'm Greg Sussman. Get the Babs with me. I'm next. Hey, hey, hey.